You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, where I love doing one thing, finding the best people in dentistry to share some great thoughts to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today we're going to do just that with my good friend, Dr. Erin Elliott, who you're going to find, she's always on a creative adventure. She is a cool, cool person who is always up to something where you don't really quite know what she's up to. And today we talk about an important subject about how to effectively resolve conflict. And there's some wonderful insight. So check it out. Hope you enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett. And you know what I get to do? This is so fun. I don't even need to know anything. As, as a matter of fact, you guys have been listening for a long time. You already know I don't know anything. I just have a lot of smart friends. And I have an amazingly brilliant smart friend who uh, not only is she smart, but she's funny and creative. And I also wonder if she ever works. And her name is Dr. Erin Elliott. And today we're going to be talking about how to effectively resolve conflict. Now, in full disclosure, neither one of us proclaimed to be excellent at it. But it's going to happen when patients get a little upset and she's got some great anecdotes, some some things you can do right away when this starts to happen. So, Aaron, thanks for being on. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for letting me talk to you from my car as I'm in between uh, summer activities up in North Idaho. We have to pack it all in. You, you know, OK, so I'm just going to tell you, know, I'm getting older now, so I don't even care. So. Aaron's texting me. So, okay, listen, um, I've got one game of pickleball and then I'm ready. So I'm like, okay, I'll just sit here and do paperwork while you're out having fun. And so now I get pickleball and paddleball mixed up constantly. What is pickleball? Like it's the fastest growing sport in the United States, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. It's like a heavy wiffle ball. And I think paddleball is like a big um, tennis ball, fuzzy ball. Okay. Big fuzzy ball. Pickleball is more like big ping pong, full-size ping pong versus like mini tennis. Tennis players do not like being grouped in with pickleball, <laughs> but it's just fun, like a whole subculture and everyone is just like good sports. We're out there just for fun and, you know, competitive still. So yeah. it's, it's, and this is after of taking a putting class and then I'm on my way to go surfing with my boys. So 
you know. Okay. So you're not prepping your big cases on Friday mornings, you know, just because. Oh, you- yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yep. I'm doing that. <laughs> no, this is awesome. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of these interviews, like over 400 of them, you know, and there's only, I think this is the only one I've ever interviewed somebody where they're just hanging out in their car. So if you're watching it, this is what's so fun about Erin. You never know what she's going to be up to. You know, she'll send you a text and you're having dinner with all these people at a restaurant and she's like, I'm coming in. I'm like, what time? Whenever I get there, you know, like, uh, it's always fun hanging around with you because you never know where this is going to go. Yeah. My mom says I've learned to use every minute of my day and that would be true i think your mom is absolutely absolutely so now i want to go there because you said uh you know an interesting thing to to talk about would be conflict and so let's talk about first of all i always want people to know who you are so give us a little bio who is aaron elliott before we get into this topic well, I am a general dentist and I do work and I'm in a Post Falls, Idaho, Post Falls Family Dental, where I'm a owner and partner. I've been a dentist since 2003 and we have, like I said, I have a partner, an associate. We have 10 offs that we're maximizing uh, hygiene and restorative. A big component of my general dentistry is uh, a sleep program and that's that's just the icing on top because we have uh, implants, CEREC. Uh, we just do a lot of great, cool dentistry, and I love it. And yeah. we're kind of in that Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area. Um, yeah, it's growing. It's booming. So it's been awesome. The, the, what we talked about last time was the issue of we have all these people moving here, but not a workforce moving here. So finding people has been tricky, but it's getting a little better. The problem is their expectations for pay. So yeah, we're kind of working with that. Yeah. Well, two things. Number one, you don't give yourself enough credit. If you've ever seen Erin out on the road, she's a great teacher. You're not only a great speaker, but you also teach a great program with T-Bone and Sully, which I want you to talk about here in a little bit. And then also the last time I interviewed you, you're like, yeah, I'm, my husband and I are going to play tennis. Like, what do you want to talk? Like, I'm like, and then you told me you're everybody in your office was on vacation. And then you were like, well, we should just go on vacation. And so you just like schedule it at the last minute. So yep. Um, always fun adventures on this. Now (laughs) let's talk about the why on conflict. Have you, you know, and like I said, shared before, you said you're not great at conflict and you've been practicing, uh, in private practice. How many years? Oh gosh, 19 now. 19 years. Okay. So when you first got started, were you, were you like me? Like, Oh yeah, you're nice to everyone. Yeah, no problem. And then, and and then the conflict grows. (laughs) Yeah. When did you have to start becoming better at it? That's one of my questions. So I, well, I was an associate, so that kind of helped. And then having a partner does help too, because I was like, oh, well, my partner says we can't do that. Or, you know, you have someone to blame it on. Uh, but I would, I would just make a team member deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you go talk to him. I, I'm too afraid. Uh, and yeah, part of it is I want to be liked. Second, is I feel like patients shouldn't feel like if they treat us crappy that you get to have direct access to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, But what I soon realized is if I do get involved sooner, then we tend to resolve it sooner. But I remember distinctly when I turned 40 a few years back, 
I said, uh, just in passing, I was like, at my office, I said, you know, now that I'm 40, I'm just going to get more direct. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't wait to get older because then I could be direct without being a B-I-T-C-H. Just kind of like I tease that my husband um, wants to get older so he can be the dirty old man instead of the creepy middle-aged man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a lot of truth to that, you know, and when you get older, your filter goes away. And then uh, what did you say about being nice? You said there's a look up the definition of being nice. What was that? I forgot. If you look up the etymology is an origin of words, not bugs. Um, Etymology of the word nice. So I'm going to give a second for people to do that while they're listening. But that's that's when I it hit me is stop being nice. Like it's not a benefit or a positive to be nice. Right. Um, and so for those of you who might have looked it up, it basically means ignorant or stupid. So mm. when we say, oh, I just want to be nice, it's that's actually not a positive connotation. Yeah. Now you're not telling everybody to be mean, but just no. not like uh, aloof to yeah, the so whole when I said I was going to be more direct now that I'm 40, um, my hygienist was like, um, gulp, like more direct. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I guess I just didn't have the self-awareness that I actually was getting there. Um, I just I just figured if you just get to the heart of the matter and um, address it. Like I said, the sooner we can get to resolving it. And one thing that I've always, I think I've always been good at it, but now I'm even more aware is that every time you point a finger at someone, you have three pointing back at you, if you think about it. And so the first question I ask is, what's my part in it? Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to do, especially like if you have an employee that is not good, um, you're like, well, it's the employee. Like, what part do I have in this? Well, maybe you're not leading them correctly. Maybe, you know, you didn't give them a chance, whatever it is. Right. Um, I try to look at my part. And then when it comes to patience, I feel like most of it, most of it is over miscommunication. A lot of it is finances, but maybe we didn't communicate their part properly or the expectations of the treatment and what they were going to get out of it. And like I said, in the past, I just put a team member in charge of it. Yeah. Um, my office manager, she loves the challenge of, oh, by the end, this person and I are going to be friends. Ooh. Like, I, like she likes that challenge. But I told her, I said, get us involved sooner because it's amazing when we get on the phone, all of a sudden the demeanor of the patient changes. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the doctor in front of our name, but all of a sudden... They start behaving. But I will say that I do not negotiate with terrorists. So if someone comes guns blazing, Mm -hmm. being in from the start, we will not have a conversation and I will shut it down. You'll shut it down. Now go, yeah. Now go back to, let me ask you, because you said, you know, one of the themes that keeps coming up is like patients with higher expectations. Sometimes patients get a little frustrated and they go after the team. You know, and then, um, and you said typically it's, is it, is it a miscommunication on money, time, or it could be a combination of all those things? I think the expectations of the treatment too. Like you said, this was, you know, these dentures were going to be perfect and I could eat corn on the cob. Right. Yeah. Right. 
or, you know, you said this implant wasn't going to hurt, whatever. Um, so it could be miscommunication or unmet expectations. Yeah. And then um, when it starts to get to a point where you got to jump in, how do you how do you resolve this? So your team member will come to you. You reach out to the patient immediately and just call them on their yep. cell phone and yep. like take me through so one I of those phone on, calls. You know, sometimes I'll overhear it and I'm like, put them on hold. I'm taking this. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say this is Dr. Elliot where, you know, how <laughs> I said it's very difficult to come to a resolution if you're coming guns blazing. So when you're ready to have a civil conversation, we are ready to find, um, you know, basically an outcome that everyone can live with. Yeah. Now tell me if you found the same thing. Like I've, I've died nine lives trying to figure this out, but when people are upset, probably 50% of it is they just want to be heard. You know, yep. it's like they have a side of the story, they're upset and they need to resolve that. And it, 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 would you, have you found that to be true? Yep. For example, I do have an example I've okay. thought of. I had a, a, so I do a lot of sleep apnea. We do 90, 95% medical billing. Okay. And that, and that really, once you figure that out, it really helps like your program take off. But medical insurance sucks. And we try to set expectation that we're dealing with their medical insurance. And I, I, there was a time where I didn't have a good sleep person. And so I think there, normally we, we try to prepare them that the medical insurance is tough to deal with. So then for some reason though, they like to blame us. Right. And so this guy, he, they process the medical insurance processed the claim wrong. And um, his employer changed the deductible. It went from $250 to $1,000 in one month. And we have to bill upon delivery. So we had to bill it when we, when we delivered it. And it was in that $1,000. So our out-of-pocket estimate was, you know, let's say $450. All of a sudden, he has a bill for $1,250. Right. And... It, they processed it out of network and it took us a year of chasing them down, finding someone who knew what they were talking about to process it correctly. And wow. then he gets this $1,250 bill a year later. So yeah, I would be upset too. I, I get it. So what'd you say? Um, so I, so he was calling, we have good notes and he was, um, I mean, just calling guns blazing and several times, and finally, I had my office manager text him, and I said, we are meeting at this time. You know, I set aside time so that we can make sure we weren't playing phone tag anymore. And I get on the phone, and I, and I remember leaving a voicemail saying, if we can come, you know, if we can come to a conclusion, I am more than willing to work with you. I understand the frustration, but let's have a conversation. Right. So I kind of set that up. And then when we called, he goes, you can understand, right? And I said, absolutely. I would be frustrated, but I want you to know it like I have the notes and the people we talk to, it is your insurance that caused all these delays and let's find, let, let's figure this out. And so anyways, by the end, he's like, okay, I'll send a check. And I was like, look, we can, you know, write off blah, 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 blah. So I mean, really, it was just that he was frustrated. 
Yeah. And once we heard him, he understood the business part of it. And they always say that, though, I respect your time and expertise, whatever it is, when you're talking directly to the doctor. Yeah. I think half of it is number one, just reaching out. You're showing that you care by making the phone call, you know, first mm-hmm. of all. And then talk about the proximity between incident and when you actually make the call. So go back to that. When oh. you call somebody and it's been a week since they've been angry, it they don't calm themselves down, do they? No. Um, no, I try to I try to jump on it sooner. I, I want my office manager to get me involved sooner because it it can escalate from there. Um, but I also, I also think it's probably just my front off my admin team, but their feelings are hurt very Mm -hmm. easily. And I don't know if it's my time in the Northeast where people, if they're not yelling at you, they're, they don't love you (laughs) or, or, you know, it's like that they have this directness that a lot of people like, Oh, it hurts my feelings. I'm like, no, that they're just direct. Like that's don't, don't let that hurt your feelings. So I think there's some of that too. Like they misinterpret that I, right. when they say so-and-so is angry and I get on the phone and they're like, not right. I think some sensitivity there a little bit, but, um, I try to, I want to get in, involved as soon as possible. Cause I feel like that's when the fires go down and the, and the tempers, you know, calm down a little bit. So I don't know the answer, but being not being afraid of conflict and addressing it right on or you know directly and really coming in and and address and admitting you're part of it i think humbling yourself i think that that goes a long way yeah absolutely and it's a lesson you know, that you learn as your life goes on and you have these circumstances, but then you're also trying to pass them along to your kids. So I, you have kids, I have four kids. And so one thing that we say in the Barron household is good news travels fast, but bad news travels faster. And I'm trying to teach my kids, like when something bad happens, go to mom right away and go, it's really bad. You know, don't like white lie. Don't like, cause you know how this is. You try not to, you're like, she's going to get so mad when I tell her. And now when you're like, here it is, it's like, it's so freeing just to go right there. And I find that it's easier. You know, the, the conflict resolution, the, the, the benefit to it is the trust skyrockets when you just, just go right there. So the directness and trust me, this is a lifetime of work, but you know, another thing we say is don't be nice, be clear. And I'm not telling you to be mean, just be clear all the time. Clear, 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 clear right away. People appreciate that. They really do. I think so. Well, and even we had this one girl, I, I pride myself on being on time. Mm-hmm. and efficient and she was always just so pissy like she, like she'd show up 10 minutes early and then be pissy when we took her out back on time kind of thing okay and i took off work for this and i was like you know i think i think our schedule you know your schedule is tough and i want to respect your time and your your work's time so i know a few dentists that have you know, extended hours that I think might be a better fit for you. Here's a guy that I would trust. Um, and, and it won't hurt my feelings. And she, did it work the way you wanted it to? Because I've yes. heard some dentists do that and go, Oh, you, Oh, Oh, you're kicking me out now. You know, like, uh, yeah. every once in a no, while, she, that went. she did. She went and guess who emailed me for advice later? Like she was, she was this kind of girl. <sighs> roll her eyes, <laughs> exasperated, so annoying. Yeah. 
and I was happy when she left and I didn't even have to dismiss her, but she, she came back asking if she could be a patient again. And what'd you so, say? Oh, I said, I, I said, honestly, that what they treatment planned and what they're telling you is exactly what I would tell you too. So yeah. they're not leading you astray. Yeah. But now, I'd, I'd be more than happy to help at any time. Yeah. Now go back. I want to clarify. So if a young dentist is listening, because we've all been on this journey, you know, what we're not, we're not saying just have a team member take care of it. There's a certain element where you've got to learn how to deal with conflict on your own. And then as your practice grows, and I was telling you, like, I'm still not great at it, but I have two team members around me that are excellent at being super calm and super clear. So I do give them the bigger details because I can tend to ramble. So where do you find that delicate sweet spot in the middle of how much you handle and how much you delegate when it comes to conflict? Well, I would say I delegate the majority of it. It's just when after a couple phone calls, nothing's being resolved. Okay. Uh, And I think, I think dentists are a little wimpy. Like, we want to be liked, most of us. And then we go into a job where everyone hates you, right? Mm-hmm. And and then we ask for money <laughs> after doing all this stuff. Uh, so we have to not be afraid of not being liked. But I feel like nowadays it's totally different expectations for dentists versus medical doctors. And it's completely unfair. I understand but we have this whole thing where patients like to hold us hostage with reviews. Right. And you also can't be afraid of a bad review. If you look through mine, and I do have some, it's mostly about insurance and money. And the people usually sound totally ill-informed and ignorant. Right. And it makes it more real. And it, but it still is a dagger to the heart. And I respond to every good review and every bad review and address, I'm sorry that you had this experience. We strive um, to be clear and the best. So if you would give us a call, maybe we can discuss further or whatever. But don't be afraid. Don't let the patient hold you hostage on a bad review. And don't automatically give the money back. That's not always what they're after. Right. Sometimes they're just looking again to be heard. What happens when, what what about team member conflict? You know, so like, do do you ever have any of that? Or, you you know, you guys have come a long way. You've got a great team. We talked about this last time, but what you're still going to have team member conflict show up every once in a while. How do you deal with that? Well, one day our associate, she's, she's buying in and she's, she's my soul sister. I just love her. And what I've been impressed with her about is she is just addressing it directly. It's something that she's totally blossomed into in the last four years because she was the one that everyone comes to pretty much with the conflict. And um, she has just started instead of being like, oh, I don't want to hurt. She's just like, we're going to deal with this right now. And so I feel like that's the same way you address patients is the same way you address employees. But when I have to talk about something that might be uncomfortable with a, with an employee, for example, I had a patient or an assistant who could not remember everything. Like there was not a procedure that she would not have to get up for. 
And what? that's super annoying. And I said, if you could get, if you could not get up and have everything prepared for two procedures in a row, I will buy you dinner. <laughs> and that didn't work. Didn't <laughs> so, work. So what'd you do? It didn't work. So, you know, it's like that positive, after, you know, like giving gifts, um, or trying to be more positive. But what I basically do with employees, let's say they're talking too loud in the hallway or um, on their cell phone too much or whatever it is, instead of just being about the rules and the policies and I'm the big mean, you know, ogre boss person, is bringing it back to the patients. Mm -hmm. And the patients is why we are there. We have this philosophy of PTS, patient team self. And kind of bring it back to that. Like if you're on your phone and laughing too loud in the hallway, the patient feels neglected, that they're not a part of it, that you are unprofessional, whatever it is. If you are including the patient, that's a different story. So I bring, if you get up in the middle of a procedure, not only does that put us behind but it makes us look like we don't know what we're doing yep. to the patient. And if they, let's say they have a sensitive tooth, they're going to come back and say, it's because, you know, your assistant didn't know what she was doing or whatever it is. So we, when I bring it back to the patient, then the employee gets less hurt feelings and is more motivated to do it right. I love that. Now say that acronym, acronym again, the patient, Team self, right? Or okay, I love it, love it, love it. You're dropping nuggets here, like stuff that we can use. Any last thoughts? And you I have? told you I didn't have any. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and and I joked with you, but it's not a joke. I mean, we're gonna do a regular show. Where is Erin today? And is she working? Like, is she really working? I, I, I mean, I think I know you're a dentist. Like, and I, I, I just think you you do some amazing stuff. So, uh, and you're always having fun. Any last thoughts on conflict resolution? If I'm a young dentist listening, what do you want to tell me about conflict? Just learn the lesson sooner, and you know, even if you have to psych yourself up, just like, okay, you got this, you got this. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. Get in there and just start addressing things. Remember to start with what your part in it is and just be just be cool. Like I, I love having civil conversations, even if they're uncomfortable. Um, just don't get emotional also. Yeah. And and you may have to compromise. And that's and that's okay, but it doesn't mean giving their money back. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Now, Aaron, I want you to tell everybody what you're up to, what you're doing, because you do a lot of great education. Like, where, where, where are you guys headed next? What are you doing next? Tell us. Well, I get to be a part of a group called 3D Dentist. And back in the day, it used to just be T-Bone and I. And we have expanded to overdentures, conscious sedation, aligner and bracket ortho, uh, like short-term ortho in all of this and now smile design, 3D printing, all of it is technology agnostic, meaning you can have any scanner, cone beam, 3D printer, and we will teach you workflows. And what T-Bone is super, super um, big on is practical workflows. So that's our focus when we educate based on science, but things that you take home and implement right away. So my part in it is the sleep apnea implementation. 
as A to Z, nuts and bolts, checklist like workflow as possible. And then a sleep two, when you kind of get your, your feet going, we call sleep two the troubleshooting course. And that's where we kind of take a deeper dive into our four-step workflow, which is uh, creating awareness, getting a diagnosis and understanding what sleep apnea is, financials, and um, then the treatment itself. So that's my part in it. I get to be out there in November teaching sleep one, sleep two. And then next year, we just got our 2023 dates today. Awesome. I'll be hitting the road. We'll be in Texas, in California, um, and then back at the retreat in Raleigh. And I, and I do want to make a note. What I mean by the retreat is T-Bone bought a 10-acre um, house, a nine-bedroom home, and a training center. And so we, you can stay there if you want. And I'll tell you, it's so much fun. I, I bought the ping pong table for the retreat center, but it's the after hours bonding, mentoring, and we're all available. The people teaching the course are there interacting with you. It's, it's a really unique and special experience where we become family, not just, you know, attendees. Yeah, I get to see the pictures all the time. It looks like you guys are having fun. I want to come out and hang out. Like, it just looks yeah. like you guys are having a good time. Looks like you cook some good food, too, at night. So, yeah. awesome. Well, I'm going to post, I'll have our writers post the link. So, if you're listening on you know, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, flip up to the notes. You'll see there'll be links to everything that Aaron has shared. You can go right there and check it out. I'm going to highly encourage you to check it out. It sounds like you guys are taking your show on the road. Huh? Is yeah. that the case? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to go to different areas and, you know, being on the East Coast in Raleigh as like your home, uh, we we don't get a lot of West Coasters. So I'm always glad when we can go past the invisible wall at the Mississippi River and help different um, doctors out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Plus, I like being on the same time zone. <laughs> yes. It's always, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. So, gosh, thank you so much for being on. So, I appreciate it. As you're off to your next adventure, whatever that is. So, all right, stick around. We'll say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I know you did, Make sure you share this episode. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. Make sure you check out what Aaron's doing. It is awesome with T-Bone and Sully. I have no doubt you guys will have a great time. And uh, if you ever want a great speaker for your study club, Aaron is phenomenal. So make sure you get her on your schedule. So until we see you guys next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. We'll see you guys soon. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.